0: Read me romance, read, read me romance, read me romance, read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine, or you could sit back, relax, and unwind, and read me romance, read, read me romance. Secret Beast by Amelia Wilde The Beast hides a dark secret in his past. Leo Morelli is known as the Beast of Bishop's Landing for his cruelty, He'll get revenge on the Constantine family and make millions of dollars in the process, even if it means using an old man who dreams up wild inventions. The beauty will sacrifice everything for her family. Haley Constantine will do anything to protect her father, even trade her body for his life. The college student must spend 30 days with the ruthless billionaire. He'll make her earn her freedom in degrading ways, but in the end, he needs her to set him free. Secret Beast is a new full-length novel from USA Today best-selling author Amelia Wilde about revenge, family secrets, and the redeeming power of love. That's Secret Beast by Amelia Wilde, live today. Welcome back, lady listeners. <laughs> it's another week here at Read Me Romance with your hosts, Alexa Riley, also known as Leah. And Mel we're actually getting pretty good at this it only took like two years (laughs) so what's going on how's your weather (laughs) as the country I don't know if maybe when this airs everything will be back to normal and they'll we'll just be like what a week guys what a week you guys so there's a a reader of ours that messaged us on Instagram that said that said I'm right next to Mel So I hope she's okay. And she sent me a video. She was scraping the ice on her car from the inside of the car I had never seen that before and she said they were driving somewhere and she was like and as we drive the windows fog up they freeze over that's how fucking cold it was so they were scraping she had us she said her passenger she you could the video the passenger was videotaping it and she was the driver and the passenger was just scraping the insides of the window as they were driving I was like that's not real that can't be real and it's really happening what is going on up there it just, it's been brutal.
1: It's got to, like, negative 35 wind chill. That's it's just, ins- negative 35. That's insanity. Well, one of the great things about us, though, is we are a little bit more built for this. We're used to this.
0: Yeah, yeah. And our
1: power lines aren't all... Um, They're buried. All your yeah, stuff's buried. Yeah, we bury them mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And yeah. They reroute and stuff like that. So we Mm -hmm. didn't have a ton of people losing power.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: The power flicked a few times and they asked us to preserve. They were like, don't use any extra stuff that you can't because everybody's got their heaters pumping. Mm -hmm. But it was just really cold. We just all bundled up for a few days and sat inside.
0: Yeah. But, you know, that's, I think, the difference of what's going on in Texas right now where it's so bad. And even, you know, I have friends in Nashville they got, like, a foot of snow today, and, it, it like, LB sent me pictures of her yard. She was like, well, this is what I'm doing for the next few days. Like, she's like, I'm glad I got to go to the grocery store, because it really was, like, out of nowhere, kind of like yeah. Texas was, where they're like, oh, we'll see some flurries, and the next thing you know, the town's frozen for five days.
1: We don't always get a lot of snow, but we always get extremely cold.
0: Yeah, you get ice a lot, too. You can almost guarantee you're going to get ice at some point like regularly
1: even but my cat that goes outside wouldn't go outside he like i'm not so- step out and he was <laughs> like, nope. he's like
0: fuck <laughs> this like i i can't imagine i'm just so thankful that teddy the raccoon i know i there. thought about him too that he got that he got placed wherever he got placed. <laughs> that he I is. Know. That he has a warm, loving home. There is an author that I follow on Instagram, and she's a fantasy author. And I don't know how I wound up following her. At, at some point, I must have clicked a button. But we really, we don't have any other friends in common. Like, we don't follow any of the same people. She's totally, like, YA fantasy and is really in that genre. Anyway, she's in Austin, Texas, and I feel, so. I've messaged her a couple of times saying, can I send you food? Like, I don't know when it'll make it to you, but I'll send you stuff. I heard like, Austin's the worst it's, out of everybody. She posted a picture. Oh, my God. So, her husband's out of town. He's in the military or something, I think. And he's on a boat. Maybe he works for an oil company. I don't know. He was on a boat on away in another state. He's not there. So, she's there alone with, like, her seven-year-old son. And they've, they've run out of fire logs in the fireplace. They've been days without power. She showed a picture of the main water line to their houses in their garage and it's not insulated. And she showed a picture and the plastic is just split. It's like this, it's yeah. like this big around frozen water all the way up to the ceiling and the plastic is just split around yeah. it.
1: Everybody's losing water because they don't insulate their pipes like we do. Yeah, exactly.
0: She was like, we've never had, she's like, this was never even something when I was growing up that you had to do.
1: You know what I learned? So, and this blew my mind because my friend Celia is down in Houston and she said, this is like this because the power down there is run by companies.
0: Yeah. Like you get to pick your power company. Isn't that insane? Like, that's not that. It's only that way there. It's only that way in Texas, right? And so, yeah. And she's like, and so
1: we can't even, like, they cut off the lines to other states. She said, in other states, you can suck in power from a different state. They'll let Mm -hmm. you, but we can't do that. Because they're all
0: state-governed. But no, they're privately owned power companies there, which is insane to me because it's like when you move here, they tell you who your power is yeah, and that's all it is, but it's regulated by the state and there are benefits to it in situations like this when it's state of emergencies, when you can pull from other cities and that kind of thing. And so now they're saying like Texas has to boil their water and all this stuff, even if they're able to get it. But with like this particular author, J.M. Buckler. Like they shut their whole, they shut her water off because they were like, when it eventually thaws, it's just going to flood your house. So they had to like completely shut it off. And she's like, I don't know when we'll see a plumber, like when that will possibly happen that we'll have water back in this house. Thankfully, her neighbor has water and they're just going there and taking showers and getting water for like, like cooking and stuff like that. But she said, she was like, I was not prepared for any of this. She was like, we're running out of food. And she said, we don't even have a shovel. She was like, we go outside and people are like, oh, just bring in melt snow, just melt. And she was like, you know, guys don't understand. She was like, it's a sheet of ice. And under that, it's like powder. And she was like, the house is freezing. We're trying to conserve what heat we have. And what do you want me to do? You want me to go in and outside (sighs) trying to get stuff? She said, I don't have a shovel. I'm using a boogie board. I'm using my son's boogie board to scoop up ice and put it in a bucket. And she's like, I fill up a bathtub and I get an inch of, an inch of water. And she's that like, that sense. does nothing. She's yeah. like, I can't even flush the toilet with that. And she was like, I'm killing myself doing this. We're draining the heat from the house. Yeah. She was like, we're just fogged, And I was just like, I feel so awful for her. And, and, she's, and she's like, everybody has it. She's like, Everybody's suffering right now. She's like, I know other people have it worse. And it's true. I mean, I saw that one apartment building that had flooded and then frozen and there's like a fan in the hallway of the apartment building and there's icicles hanging from it because the 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 water pipes flooded and then it just froze and I just thought oh my god like people are sleeping in their cars and stuff like uh, I know it's insane and like I was bitching about the rain the other day and like it, I, rain really scares me. Like, I, I guess I've been around enough snow and ice. I'm kind of, I'm not, we don't get the wind that you get where you are, but we never get snow. We always get ice if it does anything here it ices. So I'm kind of used to that and being several days without power. I'm used to that too. But like, The flooding here scares the fuck out of me. There was actually a mom and a kid that passed away last year from a flood, like a flash flood that came through because we're, where we're at, we don't have the infrastructure for proper drainage. So when flooding happens, the town's fucked, like you're just shut down and it happens so fast, like within an hour or two, the town's flooded and you're just like, what the fuck do we do? And, you know, there's, like, these huge, like, hundred-year oaks that are just falling over on people's houses because the water, the ground is so saturated from all the days and days and days of rain that the trees can't even support themselves anymore. They're just, like, fuck it, and they just fall over. Like, there's, there's a like, two streets over, there's a house that has a huge oak tree just smashed the back of it, just fucking took it off.
1: Water is always scary like that because there is no stopping water. No. You can't stop no. water. Nope. Absolutely not. It's no. going to do what it's going to do.
0: Yeah. And it's like, okay, like it being without power is awful. And especially in a situation where there's ice and you can't go anywhere and get supplies and the stores are empty. Like that's horrific. But on like a, on a normal winter storm, it they're not generally this bad. This is just a freak thing where they just got fucked all at once. It was just like the perfect storm to. For I'm lack curious a if word.
1: it is a great thing because I'm starting to notice that every year it gets colder and colder yeah. and colder. Yeah. Yeah. It mm-hmm. seems like we're just progressing to get worse and worse and worse
0: for some um, reason. This is what we call climate change. Hmm. But you know, like it, it's one of those things too where they say about climate change. It's not necessarily like people talk about oh global warming that the world's going to get hotter. No, it's climate change where your seasons are more severe. Yeah. Your winters are colder and harsher. Your summers are hotter and worse. And it's like you get more extremes. And the
1: heat goes to the equator and things Uh, get shifted around.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I don't know if I've mentioned that on this podcast before, but I'm not. So I don't know. It's just, it's been a rough week for a lot of people. And I just want to say like, you know, we're, we're sending you guys our love and there's anything we can do. Message us, message Alexa Riley. We'll help how we can. We'll send you food. <laughs> I don't know. We'll send you sign books. I don't know. We'll do something. I feel so awful. I did see that Chrissy Teigen posted up, like, the um, the best ways to donate. Um, you can donate through Venmo to, like, their um, American Red Cross and, like, a couple other things on there. She posted that up, and everybody's been sharing it. So I thought that was really cool. She always
1: so. does that. She's good I with that her. stuff.
0: Oh my God, I got my Chrissy Teigen order the other day. So, you know, she has her cravings website and I got so excited. I sent it to you when I got the email that it was going live. I was like, this shit's going to sell out so fast. And I went live, as soon as it went live, I went on our website and I ordered a pair of slippers and I ordered the robe and the slippers are okay. I almost got it. I was
1: like, I bet I'll never wear it.
0: Oh, my God. The robe is immaculate. Now, it's she knows what the fuck she's doing with the robe. It's linen, so it's not really, like, hot. The sleeves on it are shorter. Like, they're, like, three-quarter, and they kind of hang loose a little bit. It's nice and roomy. It's got pockets. Like I said, it's linen, so it's not sticky like silk. It's not hot. It's breathable. It's cool, but it's also, like, Maybe it's a nice cotton, you know? Up. Oh my God, I'm I'm in love with the robe. The slippers, I was like, eh, they're okay. They're not really like outdoor slippers. They're only around the house. They're really squishy. They're soft and cozy, but they're not like, they're not doing a job. They're like, yeah. they're there to be pretty and to look cute, but my slippers need to be reinforced with like some, like, look at these motherfuckers. These I wear, like, this is like some like hard plastic. Like yeah. they, they got to come to work every day at my house. I'm like cute from the waist up, and downstairs I've just got stained sweatpants and fuzzy slippers. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> oh my god, my husband was like, "Where are you going?" I put on lipstick. I was like, "To my office." <laughs> but um, but yeah, I got my I got my Chrissy taking order the other day. So yeah, go check out her website. There's a bunch of cute stuff on there. So there's like a pot that I really want to, but I was like, I don't need another kitchen kitchen gadget. Um. I'm going to segue into this because I'm, I just did it, but a gadget I did buy that I enjoyed, (laughs) I made a note on here to talk about, there is this person, she was on TikTok, I guess, and she's also on Instagram. I guess that's a normal thing to do. Like if you post your videos on Mm -hmm. TikTok, you just post them on Instagram as well. So her name is Vanessa and it's one S, but she, her handle is Amarosa Cleaning, A-M-A-R-O-S-A Cleaning. I don't know if anybody's met this or has seen this stuff. I am obsessed with her Instagram. She's a housekeeper and she posts up like the best stuff to use. Uh Like it's not even just cleaner. She's like, this scrubber does this. This brush does this. You Do you have a problem here in your shower? Clean it like this. And she cleans stuff and she videos herself cleaning it. And she also does it in English and in Spanish. She has a Spanish TikTok and an English TikTok. And she does each video in each language and posts them separately. Like yeah. she's incredible. Yeah. But she got me on a couple of different products. And one of them was the Scrub Daddy. And it that was a Shark Tank product. But it's a sponge, and it doesn't scratch anything, but it's abrasive. Like, it's rough when you touch it, but it won't scratch anything. It's like some kind of patented technology, is what the ad said. But it's when it's cold, it's very hard. Like, it's a really tough sponge, but when you put hot water on, it gets soft. It's the craziest shit. So anyway, she was like showing how to clean like your shower with it. And then like one day she was like, well, this is how you get dog hair off a couch or pet hair off a couch. And she showed that this little felt like roller brush. And I was like, well, I need that too. (laughs) And so like, I've gotten all these products that she suggested, but they're so good. Like everything she posts is she's like, I got this on Amazon for $4. Like none of she does. I think she has an affiliate link with Scrub Daddy where you can get a discount code through her. But she was like, Amazon won't give me an affiliate link. I don't know why. But, like, the stuff she posts up or whatever, I just love watching something dirty be cleaned and how nice it is afterwards. And so she posted up something the other day about, she took the trash can, like it was in like one of those pool things, and she pulled out the drawer and she was like, let's clean this today. And she just took the trash can out. She took everything out and like vacuumed it and scrubbed it and cleaned it. I was like, I need to do mine. So I did mine today. You know, I was like, this is amazing. <sighs> so like, I, I've gotten all this stuff from her, but it, I just fought she's just so like positive and sweet. And she posted this one video. I think that was like one of the first ones I saw where she said, you know, I used to be ashamed for a really long time that I was a housekeeper, but she's like, I love my job. I love what I do. She was like, I'm able to help people and give them this service and give them a clean home. And she was like, and it makes me feel good to clean something and see it like nice and new and sparkling. And And it was just like, it was so sweet and endearing. And she talks about like, I work really hard for my money. Like my her husband, and her and her husband open uh, or own this business. And she's like, the both of us, she was like, we're a team. We work together every day. Like she was like, we work hard for our money, but we're proud of what we do and what we build. And she talked about uh, West Elm Sheets. And I think I have a set actually, because they're really expensive. But she did a video where she talked about she said, sure. what of her things is, she says, as you guys know, I clean for rich people in Texas. <laughs> so she cleans like all these fancy houses and stuff. She was like, whenever, she was like one of clients got these new sheets from West Elm. She was like, and when I tell you, they were like, butter.' <laughs> she like ran her hand across them. And so somehow this video blew up and it got back to West Elm. And so now they gave her like an affiliate link there too. So she gets a discount code through like these... This really, like, swanky sheet company where these sheets are, like, 200 bucks for, like, a pair of sheets. But I got to tell you, the best fucking sheets ever. Like, if you invest in something nice for yourself ever, buy really expensive sheets. Holy shit. West Elm sheets are amazing. Yeah. This is not an ad. (laughs) But, But, yeah. So, I've just had, like the best time watching her it's almost like the the pimple popper videos I was thinking that when you were describing that really it's like it's just so satisfying you know to see to see it and it's like even the couple of things that I've done that she recommended like like, oh that was really good like I mean there's stuff that that's never been cleaned like that in my house where I'm just like nobody's gonna do it if I don't do it so let me just see if I can do it so that was really cool I have, like, several notes down here to tell you stuff that I did this week. <laughs> I, like, made notes as I went. Eagle told me to get uh, the North. It's called North and South, that show. Did she tell you about this? It's, like, it was, it's sort of like a Pride and Prejudice movie, but it was a series, And it was done, I think it was done on the BBC as a miniseries, like, in the late 90s, early 2000s. And so she was telling me about it. And I was like, oh, let me see if I can stream it. And I couldn't. You you only can buy the DVD. Hang so on. like an archaeologist, I had to go find online this DVD and then get it shipped to my house. I and did then we that a while rock. back for another movie, too. Did you really? Yeah. What was it? Do
1: you remember? It was, God, I can't remember. It was a scary movie. Oh. I'd have to go ask Rob, but I, I had to buy now. the DVD.
0: Now I'm scared. (laughs) No, it was like, uh, yeah. And then I was like, okay, how do I play this? And it took us a good 10 to 15 minutes to figure out how we were going to watch it on the TV. And we ended up, we had to play it through the PlayStation. Yeah. Is that how you got? (laughs)
1: Yeah, because TVs that. don't have, we don't have DVD players anymore, and they're
0: not built into the TVs anymore. Oh, you know, I'll, I'll say this real quick. I got a new car a couple weeks ago, and I will say I fucking earned this new car because I did. drove that last car for 14 years. <laughs> I drove it. It was a 2007 Matrix. It was tiny, and it's got like 200,000 miles on it, but it was a great car. Anyway, so I got a new car, and it doesn't have a CD player. Mm-mm. I was so excited. My Matrix had a six disc changer. Like I would go, I had I had to get out all my Christmas CDs out of the disc changer. And oh I was so God. excited. I got in my new car and I had all these CDs and I was like, oh no. Yeah, there's no CD player. I was like, what is this? How do I listen to Dolly Parton's Christmas? <laughs> it was a little depressing. Yeah, so I got a DVD of North and South, and it was so hot. There's only one kiss. It's four hours. It's four episodes. Each episode is an hour. And there's one kiss at the end. That's it. They don't even touch any other time. But the sexual tension was so good. So it's about this young girl and uh and her parents, and they move to this new city, and it's close to London, I guess. I can't remember the name of it. She's gonna murder me. They're in this town, and there's a cotton mill that's there. Like they make they make uh clothing, like fabric. They actually produce the the cotton fabrics, and so the guy that runs the mill is like this asshole of the town, but it turns out he has a heart of gold. And so like all this stuff happens and they're like bitter enemies and rivals and all this stuff. And it's just like this tension. And there's this one part where she's leaving, like, you know, she's, she's leaving the town and he's standing on the balcony and he's watching her get into the like little carriage. And he's saying to himself, look back at me. Look back at me. Aww. And like my and she didn't look. And like my heart like broke. Cause that's all he wanted. All he wanted was just one little glimpse that she would that she felt even something for him. That's all he wanted. And she wouldn't give it to him. And he was just like, oh, you know, he was just devastated. Cause he proposes to her and she says no. Cause Aww. she's like, I know it's awful. And he's like heartbroken. But he proposes to her. So there's like this, there's a, a strike at the mill because the workers want to get paid more. And he's like, I don't have the money to give to you. Like we're broke. People aren't paying their orders. Like it's this whole thing. And he's like, he goes out there to try to calm the crowd. And they're like riding, like everybody's crazy. And she runs out and runs in front of him because they're all, she was like, calm down, calm down. Like she's trying to calm everybody down because she's sort of on their side. And so, something happens when somebody throws a rock and, like, hits her in the head. And so, he thinks, like, she did this because she cares for him. Like, she got in front of that to protect him because she cares for him. And she does, but she's also, like, so afraid of him, you know, because she thinks, like, he's uncaring and he's cold and and all these things because she doesn't know like his true nature because he just doesn't show it to anybody so anyway so like he she does this and he's like oh my god she feels what I feel she feels what I feel and so he goes to propose and she's like I can't marry you I can't do that no you need to find someone else and he's just he's devastated I know it's so good and he's so pissed after that too how does he talk her into it So it's in the end of it. He's trying to figure out like how to get how to save the mill. And he doesn't like he loses the mill. The workers, they they get all let go like they run out of money. And it's really sad. But it's almost like he finds peace in losing everything because he's worked his whole life to try to save this thing. And he couldn't do it. And he's just like, His hands are empty, and what he does is he takes a train to the house she grew up in, the little house she always talked about, how great her town was, where she grew up. And so he goes back there to see where she grows up, and he gets a flower from her garden, and he's going back, because he's going to go to London, he's going to find her, and he's going to tell her how he feels. And on the way there, the train, it stops, and she's coming back to the town to tell him, like, she wants to invest in his company. She's, like, had this just big, like, what is that? Like, a, an influx of money. And so, she wants to invest in his meal so he doesn't lose it. Because she finds out, like, all the reasons he's been so cold and distant and why he's pissed and angry all the time. And so, she comes back to help him save this meal and save the workers because she's friends with the workers. Yeah. You know, she's the working class woman. And so on the way back, their trains cross and they stop at the train station and she gets out and he gets out and it's like he smiles and it's the first smile he gives the whole fucking movie and she's like, that's it. I'm done. And they just run to each other and they, oh my God, it's just perfect. That's so sweet. It was so good. It was so good but that scene I could cry right now thinking about when he's on the balcony and he's saying look back at me look back at me oh God it's it's so good that's what I'm telling you that's what romance is made of right there oh my god it's so good We're here for <laughs> k <Kay> Webster <laughs> we that. Oh, I just saw a note oh my thing that's Kay Webster I don't know the K Webster book
1: it. is really sweet you guys are gonna enjoy it.
0: So Kay Webster is, she's so fun. I, I love how excited she gets when she is on board with a project. So I just messaged her and I said, Hey, do you want to do, um, we're doing audio books again, uh, next season. Do you want to do a write a story for us or whatever, blah, blah, blah. If you ever want to do one again. And she's like, yes, I have an idea. <laughs> or <laughs> she said something about, she was like, Oh, she said, um, she said what does well on the podcast? And I said, really dirty books. I said, um, her Red Hot Winter from what was it season one I think she had on there that was so hot I was like that did great I said honestly we haven't had a stepbrother book or we haven't in a while if we have had one so I said I was like why don't you write one of those and she was like I've got it (laughs) and it was like two days later she was like here's a cover here's a blurb like everything she like had it all I was like holy shit like she I'm telling you, she took it and fucking ran. Like, you can, like I said, you can tell when she's excited about an idea. Um, I, I meant to tell you, I ordered her Cold Queen book in print. I'm going to read it.
1: Oh, I love that
0: book. I know. You talked about it last week when we were talking about books and stuff. You mentioned it again, and I was like, I just need to read that book because you've just raved about how good it is. I know I will love it. So, I love Kate Webster. Yeah, the book that she's brought us today is... Step Scandal? step scandal I had a step brother yes it's the step well it's a step brother romance but step scandal and it's all from his perspective so I'm really excited to hear the narration on that I did ask her um I said what do you want us to promo this week do you have anything new coming out and she says I have a pre-order up for shift of morals coming out she said it's a taboo age gap male male shifter romance it comes out on March 26th it's on Amazon and it'll be in KU
1: I She's love a, Webster's mail mail books.
0: Oh, my God. They're so She wrote good. one of
1: the best mail mail book I've ever read
0: came from her. Which one? It was. Was it in the Hood Rivers series? Yes, was it that the Hood, yes. The first book in the
1: Hood Rivers. It was like. Hood River. Uh, when something. the book was yeah. over,
0: I was like,
1: but I want to be with them
0: more. <laughs> Yeah, that whole series has got, like, so many good reviews. I was looking that up earlier when I was ordering the Cold Queen. That thing had, like, 400 reviews on it. I was like, holy shit, it was still five stars. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I saw the Hood River series that was on there, too, and um, I think she had one out. It was the girl on on the cover. She has, like, a basketball or something. I don't know. I think that was the most recent one in that series. But um, this one about the shift of morals, she sent me a book bio on it, so I just want to read that real quick. I found him when he was a boy, bloody, mangled, near death. If I'd been a merciful alpha, I would have snapped his neck and ended him right then. Except I didn't. Something in his big brown eyes tugged at my heartstrings. I kept him, healed him, raised him to be fierce, loyal, and brave. Now that he's an adult, everything's changed. He's no longer the soft, scared beta I once thought he was. No, there's an uncomfortable anger inside him, a rage filled hate I don't understand. As a dangerous pack begins to torment us and destroy our home, I feel him pulling from me as he seeks justice. He thirsts for revenge, even if it means leaving our pack and going solo. But as his alpha, I won't let him go without a fight. Each time he pushes, I pull him right back to me. I'll keep him locked in my arms or pinned beneath me forever, if that's what it takes to keep him. A shift of morals has begun. One I don't understand, but certainly don't resist... I'm the most powerful wolf on Beacon Island. I don't have weaknesses until now. This wild, reckless young man changed everything when he stole my heart. That sounds so it good. Sounds so, good. <laughs> so yeah, you can get the pre-order for up that now is up now. Um, you can grab that on March 26. It's on Amazon and in Ku. So make sure you get that one. Shift of morals. So we're going to play the first installment of Step Scandal. This is exciting. It's a whole full-length book this week, so you're going to get the entire thing from beginning to end. So um, we'll let you get into that, and we'll see you on the other side.
2: This is Step Scandal by Kay Webster, narrated by Matthew Maddox. I'm a lawless bad boy with a dark secret. My heart belongs to a girl I can never have. She's beautiful and perfect. A cop's daughter. Pageant princess. On top of it all, she's my best friend. I wish I were worthy of someone like her. But the real reason I can't have her goes beyond all that. She's my sister. Step, if you want to get technical. Loving her like I do is wrong. If anyone finds out, it's a scandal my family won't survive. I'm known in this town for breaking all the rules. But if I break this one, I'll break everything. Our family. Myself. Her. That's one thing I could never forgive myself for. Something I refuse to do. My heart, though has plans of its own. The characters in this story are step-siblings of no blood relation and are both 18 years old. Chapter One I'm out of control. At least, that's what Dad says. No more chances, no more options, no more patience. If it were up to my father, he'd have me sent away to the military, or my aunt's place in Texas, or the fucking moon. I should be thankful it's not up to him. Apparently, my stepmother doesn't just confiscate illegal drugs and weapons as a cop. She confiscated his balls, too. Sucker. For someone so rich and so damn powerful, dad yields to his feisty, much smaller other half almost as if it pleases the great daniel brightly to obey like a good boy for his cop wife fucking chump but because of his adoration for hawks county police chief nora brightly i've been given another chance to behave as if i even understand the definition of that word you're 18 now nora's words rattle around inside my head on repeat it's a reminder that i'm no longer a kid but an adult if I keep up my shit, I'm going to get punished like one too. I wish I could say I could get it together and set out on the right path, but that'd be a lie. My path veered away from the good one the moment my dad told me he was dating Nora. Not because Nora is horrible, because she's not, but because of her. Town Sweetheart, Miss Hawkes County, Lane Hunt now known as my stepsister. I'm a wild, reckless asshole. Lane's everything I'm not. An angel forced to live with the devil himself. And despite having to live with the likes of me, otherwise known as the town fuck-up, she still somehow remains... happy. Must be nice. Happiness for me has always been a taboo subject. So close, yet so far away something within my grasp, but even I wouldn't stoop so low as to grab it. I'm deserving of a lot of things, mainly a swift kick to the rear. But the one thing I want, even my selfish ass won't take. As if the universe enjoys fucking with me, my tumultuous thoughts calm like inside the eye of a hurricane. The churning in my mind and battering of my heart ceases as sunshine peeks in, warming only me, while chaos storms around me. No matter how awful I am, that smile is always for me. Mine. Mine. Fucking mine. Wayne Jenkins may have his arms slung around my sunny sweetness, but that smile she's wearing isn't for him. It belongs to her brother. Well, step, if we're being technical. But I sure as hell use that connection to forever bind us. Linking the sweet, perfect, beautiful girl to the sinking ship that is me. Selfish, I know, but I've never claimed to be anything else. I'm my father's son, after all. Pavement Princess, I call out, patting the stool beside me. Saved you a spot. Jenkins rolls his eyes, his nostrils slightly flaring. He treats me like his girlfriend's annoying brother but I know it burns him up with jealousy that my room is across the hall from hers. I see her when she first wakes up, before she's put on her fake face for the world. Only I know the real Lane. It's just another point of contention between Jenkins and me. As long as he's dating my happiness, he'll always be a thorn in my side. Babe, will you grab me a grilled chicken salad? Lane asks Jenkins. Carter looks like he needs cheering up. His eyes narrow on me, blazing with fury, but he obeys. With a quick kiss to the top of Lane's silky blonde head, he leaves her to me. It'd cheer me up more if you'd sit on my lap, but I don't know that your boyfriend would like that. I grin at her in a way that sometimes makes her blush. You look absolutely wretched today. It's a lie. We both know she's the most beautiful girl in the world. And your horns are especially pointy today, she sasses as she sits beside me, her sweet honeyed scent wafting around me. You know, I can always see it in your eyes. They glow bright green like you're possessed by the devil. I am the devil, I remind her. Not to me. Her whispered words make my heart stutter. What's really up, Cart? You're edgy. Everything okay? I chuckle. Chasing off the uneasy feeling with playfulness. When I sling an arm over her shoulders, pulling her to my side, she goes willingly. Her long, delicate arm wraps around my waist, and I swear she inhales me. Wishful thinking, fuckface. I'm fine, gravel road. At least, I am now. I run my fingers up her arm and toy with a strand of the golden hair that's always softer than silk. When are you going to break up with Doofus over there and run away with me? She giggles and smacks my thigh. We'd be a Hawks County scandal. Technically, I already am, I tease. What's one more tick against my record? Her body stiffens at my words. Though they were said in jest, it's the truth. If it weren't for her mother being married to my dad, I'm pretty sure my ass would have done far more than a hell of a lot of community service and a brief stint in juvie. Between Nora's influence and my dad's financial power, they've been able to keep me out of serious trouble. Now it seems like I'm a bomb ticking away until I explode. The next time I mess up, there won't be any more chances. When I turned 18 last month, it was like my world shifted. Everything became more brittle and vulnerable. If you screw up this time, asshole, you'll lose her for good. Lane always inside my fucking head, picks at a frayed piece of denim on my thigh. She does shit like this to make me insane. At least, that's what it feels like. Sometimes her touch is curious, like now, while everything in me screams to pull her to me and claim her forever. You have to stay out of trouble, she reminds me, like I don't already fucking know this. You have to, for me. My heart squeezes inside my chest, reminding me it's her fist clamped around it. I swallow down the bitterness of knowing I'll never have Lane Hunt. Her head tilts up, seeking my gaze that's always fixated on her. Her bright blue eyes twinkle with intelligence. The pouty lips I obsessively dream of kissing are just inches from my face. I can smell her cinnamon gum and my mouth waters for a taste. For such an innocent girl, you sure fight dirty, I grumble, unable to look away from the way she licks her lips to moisten them. I'm not innocent. Her whispered words are a fiery accelerant that shoots right to my cock as I conjure up one of the million different scenarios I have living inside my mind of her naked and in my bed. Fuckface Jenkins decides to show up at that time, cementing her words. I still remember when she came to me this past summer, a nervous wreck and desperate to tell someone. She'd lost her virginity to her boyfriend, to Wayne motherfucking Jenkins. And I had to sit there and be happy for her. Of course, it didn't go down that way. I got pissed and dragged us both into the pool fully clothed ruining both our phones at the time. After she stopped yelling at me for being a dick, she let me hold her in the deep end of the pool, her legs wrapped around my waist, and her breath tickling my neck. Cozy, Jenkins bites out, disgust aimed my way. Here, babe, they were out of honey mustard, so I got you ranch. She hates ranch. Which is why, when I went through the lunch line earlier and saw there was only one packet of her favorite dressing left, I snagged it before anyone else could. I fish out the packet of honey mustard from my bag and set it on the table beside her salad. My hero, she teases, flashing me the saucy grin that never fails to incite fantasies of what I'd love to do to her pretty mouth. I'm the one who bought lunch, Jenkins whines. What am I, chopped liver? No, you're the sweetest guy ever. She slides out of my hold to soothe her jealous boyfriend. Thanks for the salad, babe. Babe. I fucking hate that word. It's nauseating. As they chat, I stare at Lane's profile. Everything she does is with such grace. When she's playing volleyball, her strength and flexibility are mesmerizing. It's when she's in pageant mode, though that the rest of this godforsaken town and I can't seem to take our eyes off her. Probably why she wins that damn crown every time. She's the queen of everything around here. And for some reason, rather than being embarrassed by her delinquent stepbrother or bothered, she's claimed me as her best friend. She... uh, said no, Lane says, her voice tight with the lie. I lean in. Curious to what they're talking about that would make her lie to her boyfriend. He huffs, clearly annoyed, and shoots me a nasty glare. He can come too, he grinds out, if that's the problem. We have a family thing this weekend. Just the five of us. I smirk at him. Sorry, man. Lying comes practically naturally to me. Except when it comes to Lane. I could never lie to her. Thank fuck she's never come out right and asked me the hard questions. Like, do I love her more than I'm supposed to? i so fucking lootly. Can't you get out of it? Jenkins grouses. We haven't been alone since this summer. Boo fucking who. No means no, babe. I spit out at him, eyeing him in a way that reminds him I'll have her all to myself. You do understand that word, right? Not everyone is a selfish loser like you, brightly. Fuck off. I pin him with a fiery glare. She's busy. Stop begging. You're embarrassing yourself. His jaw clenches, and I can tell he wants to go off on me. But with Lane between us, he reels it in. Later, if he catches me alone, he'll try and rough me up to remind me of his place in her world. And then my ass will be visiting the principal. Again. Because I don't let motherfuckers push me around. Certainly not Wayne Jenkins. Stop it! Lane hisses, turning to flash me a warning glare that hits me hard in the chest. And Wayne, I'm sorry. Maybe next weekend. I can tell he wants to argue based on the way his nostrils keep flaring like a bull about to charge. Instead, he gives her a clipped nod and goes back to his meal. This time, when Lane glances my way, there's relief in her blue eyes. I'll be her cover any day of the week, if that's what she needs. Leaning in until my lips brush her ear, I murmur, I really get you all to myself this weekend? She shivers, and her cheeks burn pink. Yep. My brow lifts in question as I study her perfect face. Nora is working long hours this weekend, while Dad takes Lane's little brother Lucas on a Cub Scout's camping trip. It'll be just the two of us. I watch her eat her salad like the stalker I am, wondering what we'll do all weekend without any distractions. I'd love nothing more than to strip my stepsister, worship her from my knees, and then make love to her like she deserves. But since she's the angel in this family, and I'm her wicked stepbrother with a filthy imagination. I know that won't happen. What will happen, though, is a weekend filled with movies and cuddling and laughs. Lane will let her guard down in a way she only does for me. As much as I'd love to get naked with her and make her mine, being with her alone is almost as good. My dick will disagree, but my heart calls all the shots when it comes to her. The bell rings all too soon, forcing me to leave my favorite part of the school day, which is when I can spend it with her. I rise to my feet and then offer her my hand, holding on to the delicate thing far longer than a stepbrother should. Her cheeks turn an adorable shade of pink when I wink at her. Keep holding hands with my girlfriend, brightly, and I'll think she stood me up this weekend to fuck you. I yank my hand from hers and then plow my fist right into that motherfucker's already crooked nose. He crumples to the linoleum, blood gushing from his nostrils like a crimson waterfall as he howls out threats at me. Lane doesn't squat down to fuss over him. No, her furious glare is pinned on me. Carter, she hisses. Why did you do that? My knuckles throb from punching that asshole. But it doesn't stop me from brushing a strand of hair away that had stuck itself to her glossy, plump lips. He deserved it for disrespecting you. I shrug my shoulders. I'm not sorry, Lane. Not Pavement Princess. Not Gravel Road. Not Driveway Diva. No. If I call her by her real name and not one of the hundreds of teasing ones I have for her, she knows I'm being real. Before she can open her mouth to respond, our principal, Mr. Mitchell, barks out his furious command. My office, Mr. Brightly. Right now. I flash lane one more brief look of longing before smirking at Mr. Mitchell. Now, Mr. Mitchell snaps. Keep your panties on, Mitchell. I'm coming. I'm not sure what sort of trouble I'll get into now, but defending my girl's honor was worth it. She'll always be worth it. Chapter Two I fucked up. Big time. Luckily because Jenkins is dating my stepsister, he made his hotshot lawyer dad back off when it came to pressing charges for assault. It took a lot of smooth talking by my dad and Nora to get out of that one. However, I did get a week of suspension from school. And Lane's pissed at me. I can deal with the stress of having been threatened by jail time. And school is pointless anyway. But having Lane be unable to look at me is the worst feeling in the world. Why don't you ever come camping with us? Lucas asks from the back seat of my midnight blue Dodge Challenger. I glance in the mirror, meeting the stare of Lane's ten-year-old brother. I'm afraid of bears. You're not afraid of anything, Carter. Lies. I'm afraid of losing her for good. And yet my dumb ass can't quit jeopardizing things. I'm grounded anyway. I grumble. Maybe next time, kiddo. It's times like these I really feel like shit. Lucas is the sweet, spitting image of Lane, though he's far quieter and gets picked on a lot at school. He really is like the brother I never had. If I were a normal fucking human and didn't secretly pine over my stepsister, I could probably behave myself and not cause so much trouble for my family. Be a real brother to Lucas, like he deserves but knowing Lane is right there and I'll never have her makes me insane. It's unfair and fucked up. That kid still bothering you? I ask as we turn into our neighborhood. Lucas giggles, boyish and cute. Nope, I said what you told me to, that he was a rotten POS who will never amount to anything. He clearly shortened the piece of shit part I suggested. I laugh, though I shouldn't. I'm a bad influence on this little guy. Oh yeah? How'd that go? He said I was mean and cried. Serves him right for being an asshole. Lucas snorts out a loud laugh, cackling the rest of the way down our street. I pull my vehicle into the driveway behind Lane's white Volkswagen bug dad got her for her 16th birthday two years ago. Shouldn't your sister be at volleyball practice? I ask, not liking the way my stomach tightens with nerves. I pick Lucas up every day because practice is always after school for her. It's where she should be now, but she's not. Maybe it was canceled, he offers with a shrug as he climbs out. I suck in a breath of air, following after him into the Brightly home. Our house is the nicest in town. Dad owns most of the real estate in Hawks County. When Mom left us back when I was just a kid, Dad uprooted us from our sprawling estate outside the city limits to a fancy suburbia mansion. At first, it didn't feel like home. But when Dad started dating Nora and she'd bring over her kids for dinner and movies a lot, it finally started to feel that way. Now that we live here as one big happy family, it's my favorite place to be. Then why are you trying to get your ass sent to jail, jackass? My stint in juvie. And not being able to see Lane was one of the worst times of my entire life. If I keep up at the rate I'm going, I'll lose her for good. Once inside, Lucas takes off upstairs, eager to get to his fortnight, no doubt, before dad gets off work to take him camping. I drop my backpack off by the stairs and go on a hunt for Lane. She's in the kitchen, sitting on the island, her long legs dangling off the side. I can't help but let my eyes linger on her tanned, naked thighs. Her volleyball outfits make me so fucking weak. Hey, I grunt out, my voice raspy and raw. What's up? She scowls at me. Don't do that. Greet you? No, dickhead, she hisses. Pretend like nothing happened. A smirk tugs at my lips. I can't pretend like you didn't just call me a dickhead. Won't your mommy want to wash your mouth out with soap now? Her blue eyes flicker with anger. Always deflecting, never serious. It gets old, Cart. Ignoring her bitchy tone, I make my way over to the fridge and pull out a couple of Cokes. After I set one down beside her, I crack mine open and take a long swallow. My eyes sweeping over the creamy column of her neck to the slight swell of her breasts beneath her tank. Why aren't you at practice? Because you're more important. Talking about what's going on with you is my priority. Jesus, Carter, it's like you're a wrecking ball, determined to destroy your entire life. Despite her being pissed at me, I don't miss the slight tremble of her bottom lip. I set my drink down beside her, stepping between her slightly parted thighs. She makes room for me much to my fucking delight. There's nothing going on with me, I assure her, lying through my damn teeth, just being my usual reckless self. It worries me, she chokes out, leaning her cheek against my shoulder. I'm afraid you'll mess up, and I'll never see you again. I'm such a selfish prick. I should pull away, but I'm addicted to her scent and her delicate touch. I wrap my arms around her, burying my face in her hair. I'm not going anywhere. You're stuck with me forever, back road brat. That's a new one, she grumbles, though I know she secretly loves all my teasing. Wayne and I- I stiffen at the mention of that asshole. She must sense the change in me, because her fingernails roam along my shoulders to my neck. Her head pulls back so she can study me with her intense, blue-eyed gaze. We broke up. Her whispered words are followed by a quiver of her chin. Without thinking, I press a soft kiss to the tip of her chin, hoping to stop any hurt I may have caused. Because of me? Fuck. I'm sorry, Lane. She swallows audibly and shakes her head. No, you stupid boy. I broke up with him because he hates you. If he hates you, then he hates me too, because we're a pair. You're my best friend. A thrill shoots down my spine, causing blood to fill my cock, hardening it to stone. I press against the island, hoping to hide the evidence of what she does to me. We should celebrate, I say with a playful grin that coaxes out one of her own. We can watch all your favorite chick flicks and eat popcorn tonight since I'm grounded and have been forbidden from leaving the house. We might both be 18, but Dad's very adamant about the whole you live under my roof, then you follow my rules mentality. Only you would suggest celebrating after a breakup, she groans, rolling her eyes. I've essentially committed social suicide by dumping the school quarterback. It's scandalous. I'm sure it's spreading all over social media as we speak. So scandalous. No. Scandalous would be if she dumped the school quarterback so she could get with her tattooed, lawless, mouthy, fuck up stepbrother. You're still grinning. I swear you live to torment me, she complains, her fingers finding my dark, messy hair. The playfulness fades, and her eyes drop to my mouth. My heart hammers inside my chest as I dream for the millionth time what it would be like to kiss this crazy, beautiful girl. It takes every ounce of self-control I have, which, admittedly, is razor-thin to begin with, not to haul her into my arms and shove my tongue down her throat. Instead, I find the will to pull back a fraction. Her fingers tighten their hold in my hair, as though she refuses to let me get away. Carter, she murmurs, her voice breathless and needy. I... Whatever she was going to say is silenced when she presses her lips to mine. I'm so shocked by the kiss, I remain unmoving, frozen in place. A small whine escapes her as she pulls back, her blue eyes wide and filled with worry. I'm so sorry, she swallows, tears welling in her eyes. I didn't mean to. This time, I cut off her words with a real kiss. My lips claim hers like the thousands of times I've fantasized doing. But this time, it's my reality. Her pouty mouth feels like heaven, as it opens to give me better access to her. I don't hold back, thrusting my tongue forward, desperately seeking her sweet taste. We groan in unison, both of us seemingly pleased at what we discover. Decadent. Forbidden. Fucking fantastic. My hands find her waist as I touch her freely in ways I've never dared. Her breath hitches when one of my palms slides beneath the fabric of her tank top, skimming over the bare flesh of her lower back. Now that I've had a taste of her, I'm dying to nip and suck and lick every part of her. For now, I'm satisfied with her perfect mouth. I bite at her bottom lip, grinning when she moans. Such an addictive sound. I could listen to it on repeat. Carter. Fuck. I could listen to my name on her lips, too. Over and over, like a broken record. It would be the best kind of music. The kind that plays for the heart. Do you guys know where my hiking boots are? Lucas asks. His voice, like a cold rain, soaking me to the bone. I jerk away from Lane swiveling around to gauge just how much my little stepbrother witnessed. His blue eyes are wide, but he doesn't say anything. Uh, I think they're still in the garage, kiddo. I force a smile at him. Do you need any help packing for this weekend? Lucas stares at me for a long beat. Shame coats over me, knowing what I just did with his sister. This is so fucked up. I knew my self-control could only hold out so long. I just hoped I loved Lane enough not to act on it, for her sake. Apparently, I only love myself, because I couldn't stop that kiss even if I tried. Dad will be home soon, Lucas says, making me wince. He told me to be ready. All I have left to get are my boots. Since he's known my dad over half his life, he took to calling him dad whereas Lane only calls him that when she wants to stay out past curfew or get a new pair of jeans. It's a stark reminder that we're fucking family. Lucas walks past us toward the garage door and disappears, taking the air from my lungs with him. My eyes fly to Lane's. Her throat bobs as she swallows, and her hand shakes as she nervously smooths out her hair. I crave to smooth it out for her, but now is not the time. Do you think he saw? I choke out. She shrugs. I'm not sure. If he tells. He won't, she assures me. Lucas isn't going to get us in trouble. He's always been a cool kid to me, so I believe her. It sucks we've put him in a confusing position though. I would try and explain it to him, if I could explain it to myself. But if he does, I trail off, unable to say the words. If he tells, they'll kick me out. I know it. I've been giving Dad and Nora grief for years. It's only worsened since I learned Lane lost her virginity to Jenkins. I'm a loose cannon because of her. Unpredictable and filled with a fiery need to possess her. I'm beyond fucked up. I'm the absolute worst. Lane hops off the island and takes my hand. He won't. I'll talk to him. I can't ask you to do that for me. Carter, you idiot. We both kissed. Not just you, us. Fuck. I like the sound of an us. Too bad there can never be an us.
0: Welcome back. Hey. You're probably mad we cut you off. (laughs) I know. I'm so sorry. You're going to get the next installment on Thursday. So. Be sure and join us back then. Um, until then, make sure you enter the Kay Webster giveaway. She's giving away either a sign book or a gift card. I don't know if she's decided quite yet, but we'll post it up on social media. So make sure you follow us there. And join our Facebook group, Read Me Headquarters. And be sure you join our mailing list. That really helps us out, along with subscribing to the podcast.
1: And all the links will be in the show notes.
0: Everything we've talked about down below. <laughs>
1: We will see you guys Thursday. Okay. Bye. Oh, tell them what to do.
0: (laughs) Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye, guys. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind. And read me romance. Read, read me romance.